0: Here's Tom Ezerne with this week's Plainsfolk Essay. Montana has a historical vocabulary all its own, devising its own labels for people and processes of frontier settlement. I've described before how the word pioneer had its own meaning in the treasure state, referring not to a dotty homesteader, but rather to a miner or cattleman who came before and held homesteaders in contempt. Homesteaders might be labeled pilgrims with the intimation they would come and go, would not be able to stick it out on the northern plains. Or in a yet more disparaging usage, a struggling farmer might have to bear the label honyaker. A scholar writing an American speech in 1958 discussing pejorative terms applied to farmers observes, most common of these terms is honyaker, still a fighting word in the western Dakotas. Although, I can say with good certainty that the word emerged not in the Dakotas, but in Montana. And when? In the heyday of homesteading settlement in eastern Montana, I should think, which was the early years of the 20th century. Sure enough, I ran an engram online to discern when the term began to be used in publications, and it was in 1909. Honyaker, the etymological genesis of which I still cannot vouch for, had some literary currency from 1909 to about 1918, and then largely disappeared for a while. In keeping with these circumstances, I find this notice in the Miles City Weekly Star, 23rd of June, 1909. The honyokers are coming in bunches, and there is hardly a road in this part of the country that hasn't been closed up with their wire fences. About the same time, a sheep raiser from South Dakota declared... I think the Woolies will be all right until the Honyaker and the Dukober. Now, Dukobers were a group of communal farmers from Russia. The Honyaker crowds me off the range, and I think this state of affairs is not far distant. Somebody had to talk back on behalf of the Honyockers, and their poetic champion I discovered just last week was Harrison E. Banks, a homesteader from Lavina, Montana. He wrote a ballad, A Drylander's Lullaby, 39 stanzas, first published in the Levina Independent, 14th of July, 1922. In August, it got statewide circulation with republication in the Montana Farmer Stockman. We took up a homestead out on the plains where somebody told us it never rains, but we had faith that we'd earn our bread. For we had visions of wealth ahead. Well, you can guess how this came out. The Bank's Ballad recounts the trials of hail, grasshoppers, drought, forty below temperatures, and poor prices. Our stock was gone, we raised no wheat, and mighty little we had to eat. Our eggs and our butter we took to town, but the grocer said, the price is down. Well, not included in the ballad are banks' financial misadventures, as recorded in local newspapers, delinquent taxes, court actions to force payment of debts, However, I am happy to note, according to the Land Patent Index of the Bureau of Land Management, Banks proved up on his quarter section, the northeast quarter of Township 8, North, Range 23 West of the Montana Meridian, in 1914. As he says in his ballad, Your Uncle Samuel has lost his bet. We've stayed five years and we ain't starved yet. A successful representative of a disparaged class, Banks envisions the day. His grandchildren will ride in a limousine and sing, Here's to Granddad, dog his hide. He stuck. They should have put that on his tombstone. He stuck. Tom Ezerne is a distinguished professor of history at NDSU. You can find his Plains Folk Essays and all of our podcasts at prairiepublic.org.